Hey folks, it's Carl over at hunzahealthy.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Healthy Living podcast series. So today our video topic is staying on track with the healthy dietary lifestyle that you have adopted and implemented in your life. And in particular today, we're going to talk about traveling, staying on that healthy dietary lifestyle as you travel, because this is one of those things that tends to throw people way off, food access, knowing where to go. So today I have a very special guest with me, somebody who has done extensive traveling all over the world, (laughs) many, 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 many times. Um, He is a um, 21-time nominated for Grammys, two Grammy Awards, correct? Yeah. All right, he's on at least 300-plus recordings, probably more than that. And uh, he's, he's circled the globe for his entire career. And uh, I, when I put this video together, the, the idea for the video together, I couldn't think of anybody with more experience having to deal with issues of traveling and maintaining a healthy dietary lifestyle, which he will tell you what kind of lifestyle he's been living for the past few years, <laughs> um, dietary-wise. So, he is uh, one of the most sought-after bass players and musicians out there. Um, He's been a big influence on me, not only as a musician, but as a person. And I'd like to introduce my very special guest and my friend, Jimmy Haslett. (laughs) Glad to be here. (laughs) Really an honor to have you uh, um, share with me, you know, talk with me and share with our viewers. And um, you've been... I appreciate you inviting me in. And you're not used to talking about food in your interviews, are you? No, this is a, I have to say it's the first, first time. It's usually talking about the bass or music, so we're going to talk about vegetables today. <laughs> Which is fine with me. So, um, yeah, so just a little history. Um, three years ago, I recorded a CD with a band that I used to be with, and uh, we asked Jimmy if he would come and produce for us, and he was very kind and generous and said yes. So, although I knew you a little bit before then, uh, that week is, is when we got to know each other better because mm-hmm. we were in the studio all day and shared a lot of conversations and uh, really great times, a lot of meals together. We did. Of course, yeah. I learned as I was segueing into this uh, uh, career now as a trainer and a nutrition counselor, I know you had shared that you adopted a certain dietary lifestyle many, many years ago. Yeah. Can you tell us uh, what you've been doing, when it all started, and, you know, we'll get to some other things here, too. Tell us about the beginning of the general dietary lifestyle that you adopted. Well, it goes all the way back to 1970. Uh, I'd just gotten out of high school. I was in college. I was 18 years old, and... um, uh, I ended up leaving college to play with a, uh, a band locally. I grew up here in the New York area. Mm-hmm. And um, at a certain point in time, uh, the guitarist in the band and I decided we were going to drive to San Francisco. And I had, I had a buddy that moved to San Francisco, and he was constantly reaching out to me to say, you know, if you're ever out this way, please chime in and, and I'll put you up and mm-hmm. we'll hang. So... Um, that's what, exactly what we did. We drove from New York to San Francisco, uh, and actually, this gentleman lived north of San Francisco in an area called the Russian River. Okay, yeah, so it's about um, 
supposedly like 90 miles north of uh, San Francisco. It's kind of far up, up, up in there. there. But a beautiful, beautiful country, and there's a redwood forest there. There's a beautiful river, and, and it's actually not far from the coast, so the ocean's there. So it was quite an experience to travel all that way and end up in a, in a beautiful place like that. Um, what ended up happening there was uh, uh, he actually opened a health food restaurant. So mm-hmm. needed some help, and I ended up, uh, I think, working in, uh, in the uh, kitchen washing dishes for him because he needed some help. Okay. But in return, he was feeding us. So all of a sudden, I, I was presented with this uh, vegetarian-style diet. And in fact, right at that time, uh, he introduced me to uh, this Zen book of, of dietary concern, Okay, and I read a bunch of it, and I actually did the initial fast. All right, um, just to see what it was all about. So the initial fast was to eat uh, only brown rice uh, with nothing on it. Really, you can put butter or wow. spices or anything; just plain brown rice. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I actually got got to learn to make pretty good brown rice from that experience. Sounds cool. <laughs> but uh, and the ticket was to make it al dente, so it was easily digestible. It would just kind of wouldn't be mushy, right. you know. The mushy wouldn't rice be real taxing to your body. Yeah, it won't be sticking onto the intestines or yeah. anything. It'll yeah. just kind of in they, and out. They they <laughs> <laughs> it's in and out. They basically described it as being sort of a brush. Uh, for the oh, ins- right. inside, um, and and so you do ten days of just brown rice. Oh, okay. And then after that fast, and you could have water, obviously. And after that fast, you were allowed to add certain little foods to get you back to a normal diet. You mm-hmm. know, eating vegetables and things like that. So I did that, and it was. I mean, it, it was uh, quite an experience. I mean, I, my body felt completely rejuvenated. And in fact, I, I even had some uh, experiences where I felt like, uh, if I could use the word, I felt like I was tripping. Because mm-hmm. it, what, what was happening was I was eliminating a lot of toxins yeah, uh, through, so. the, through this fast. And it had an effect, uh, mentally even. Sure, on what yeah, was it going can affect on. emotions and uh, emotions. mental state, cognitive state, a lot of different things. And then also, I started uh, right during that time and thereafter for months. Mm-hmm. I started noticing, without much effort, uh, I was losing a lot of weight. And in fact, when I got there, I weighed about, I weighed about three fifty mm-hmm. when I got there. I was a big boy. Okay. Um, I, I had been playing football and all that mm-hmm. stuff in school. And then, um, you know, if you don't keep up the, uh, the physical activity, a lot of that muscle ends up turning the fat. So right. I was very conscious of that. And um, I was trying to exercise more, but it was difficult to lose weight until I got into this diet and the exercise. And with the two things happening at once... I peeled off in one year 100 pounds, which is maybe way too much, but um, 
fact, I did. But you found out what worked. Yeah. To get rid of some weight or fat. I went say. from 250 to 150 in like about a year and three months. No kidding. No kidding. So that's a big change. <laughs> wow. So and that was the beginning of vegetarian? Right. That okay. started the whole thing. And, and in my head, I thought, you know, there's something to this. I feel better, obviously, because I lost the weight. But even the types of foods that I was taking in, I stopped eating red meat. I wasn't even eating fowl. I wasn't eating any birds. Mm -hmm. And I was hardly eating any dairy products. It was okay. mostly vegetables, fruits, uh, nuts, uh, some grains. All right. So I was uh, pretty strict, but uh, I also got a bunch of good cookbooks like the vegetarian right. epicure which is a, uh -huh. like a standard That's uh, one bible of, of, there, uh, yeah. of vegetarian cooking so i started learning how to cook all these dishes you just using these natural healthy right uh vegetables and grains and uh i used some spices i got really into curries Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and things like that. So I happen to like spicy food. So, and awesome. I think spicy food is okay for you if, if if your system is okay with it. Yeah. Some people. I have a question about that too. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of spices, um, you mentioned curry. Yes. Did you find that helpful in the cleanse at all, and part of the fasting? Did you use that as part of the you know, fasting? Or? You know, I, I didn't. Um, I didn't really concentrate on spices for fasting. And, and, and actually, normally when I fasted at that time, it was just um, either just a water fast for a few days. Okay. Where, like, I would do two days of no food, no solids. And I would just drink water. Um, and then, of course, you have to be really careful. Make sure you're not feeling weak or anything like sure. that. Because if things start uh, tumbling in some manner, uh, you have to stop the fast and, and put some solid food in you. Maybe sure. small amounts, too. Uh, that's another thing I learned is that you don't need a, you know, a plate of food this big. You can just... Uh, eat a plate of food that's about the size of your fist. That's you know? what they say. And uh, and then I also talked to certain people that were interested in uh, not just eating three square meals. They would say eating small meals and maybe eating six meals a day. So just yeah. but small amounts just to keep the motor running and... and uh, it helps with digestion, so you don't have yeah. a ton of food to digest. Well, it helps regulate a lot of things, too, I think. Yeah. I, I, I eat primarily five to six times a day. Yeah. Um, there's smaller meals. I feel like, uh, first of all, when I eat that way, I'm not feeling all you know, yeah. distended, and, <laughs> and my blood sugar seems to be better regulated that way. I'm not whacked out from too many, too much of anything. Right. Um, so... Um, that's a good way to go. Yeah, I know. think so. That's it works for me. Now, uh, let me just interject. Uh, I'm telling you all these things that work for me. Mm -hmm. They may not work for somebody else, but at least sure. you know, just being aware of uh, there's alternative ways of eating and putting food into your body, and everyone's different. So you just gotta right. maybe at first 
test some things out and see what works, what doesn't work, and then obviously eliminate the things that don't work. Right. And, you know, focus on the things that do work. And you'll find that, you know, if you have a, a diet or even several diets, mm-hmm. I have several diets, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, was, that's a good, you know, your body appreciates that, too, I think, yeah. when you vary things up. And um, I want to get to that more about that, but I also think it's a good time to segue into, you have a very demanding life, actually, a <laughs> job, because... There's so many things going on. You're producing CDs for other bands that are up and coming. You're recording. You're touring. You're on tour with Alan Holdsworth right now. You've been with him most of the summer. Uh, You're heading to Japan in two weeks again. Um, You're rehearsing. There's so much going on. You have to keep your energy up. So you're traveling. Um, what, What are the biggest obstacles you run into because you have experience doing this so like when you get to new york city we're in manhattan right now uh, you know where to go for your food you've been here a million times and i'm sure in you know tokyo or london or these places you frequent it's good but what are the biggest challenges you face to get the nutrients and the vitamins and the number you know the the proper balance and nutrients that you need to keep your energy up because you're really busy got to have the energy yeah and sometimes i'm you know to be honest uh you know you get so involved with work and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this mm-hmm. uh that you forget to eat <laughs> uh yeah i, I, I can that, relate to that too that may not be so bad though uh except that um if if you suffer from something like low blood sugar mm-hmm. that could affect you in a adverse manner so you have to be careful about that i i don't personally happen to have that problem um in fact my wife thinks i'm like related to a camel (laughs) because i've (laughs) i have fasted a lot and and i can i can go a full day with hardly any food you know uh, make sure i drink some water um and even with that, uh, sometimes I don't drink enough water, and that's always that's a big problem all right across the board for I most people. I see it people. all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm interjecting for one second. Yeah. One of the things I see when I do assessments on people with this particular device I use for body composition analysis, you know, body fat and uh, metabolic rate, metabolic age, bone mass, muscle mass, all these things. One of the things is hydration level. I can't tell you how many people are at the lower end of the healthy zone or below the healthy zone. Yeah. And then actually a lot of them don't have enough energy either and they're not focusing well. They're having a hard time at work. Um, So I'm glad you brought that up about hydration. Water. really important. Water is good. But then (laughs) of course, you know, I've been very conscious of where the water safety. comes from. <laughs> I wrote down a note called yes, safety, safety here. Yeah, we talked about it before we started the camera. Safety, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, for example, I live in Los Angeles. I've been there since 1975. I, I found out very quickly that tap water in Los Angeles is not the best thing for you. It has a lot of junk in it. So I, I immediately called up a water company, Arrowhead or Sparklets, sure. whatever mm-hmm. it was, and I got a cooler put in my kitchens with fresh water. So, and even that, I mean, you know, it's hard to know exactly unless you got a tester or whatever. But at least, you know, you, you make the effort. And, uh, you know, 
I buy bottled water all the time, and that's all I <clears throat> pretty much drink. And it's actually a good policy when you're going to foreign countries because there it's even more dangerous, I think. Sure. Um, you're everywhere. You've been on probably every continent many times. Pretty much, yeah. And, like, you know, I spend time in like places like Indonesia, which you definitely don't want to drink the water there. You know, there's always the, the story about Mexico. You don't want to drink the water. Uh, it's true, you know, although they, they have been making efforts, I know, that in certain uh, hotels uh, that are like what they call American hotels, mm-hmm. they, they somehow they have uh, filtered water or water shipped into the okay. hotel so that the patrons that, that, that uh, frequent the hotels don't get sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, I'm still a little leery about <laughs> yeah. things like ice cubes right. and... Well, ice cubes can carry disease. They yeah. can carry, um, you know, hepatitis C. Um, exactly. A number of um, the um, contaminants out there, I, for some reason the names are escaping me right now, but norovirus, a lot of different things like that. Yeah, so, and you, there's so many uh, viral things floating around these days, so you just got to be really conscious of it. You know, at least try and keep an eye on things and, uh, you know, make a conscious effort to go the healthier way if possible. You know, if, you, if somebody puts a, a glass of water on your table with ice cubes, and yeah, I have to ask, where did this come from? I said, you know, it's tap water, and I go, well, okay, I'll have a bottle of Pellegrino, you know, so at least yeah. I know it's in a bottle. Pellegrino comes from Europe, and uh, it's probably safe to drink. Yeah. So let's talk about... Um Let's, let's say you're going to a place you've never been, maybe a country you've never been, or you haven't been there in a long time, and you're not really familiar with uh, where to go to get good water and the food that suits your diet. Um, what do you do? Is there research you do up front? There's a few things. I, I will ask around and maybe some people that I know have been there to these areas that maybe I haven't been mm-hmm. to, and I'll inquire about the cuisine and you know what they found, um, and of course I'll I'll contact uh, people that I that I trust and and uh, know that they they either have a similar dietary regimen or they're aware of the fact that I'm a vegetarian, right? Uh, which actually I'm I'm a bunch of things because I also uh, I'll delve into gluten free diets and mm-hmm. vegan diets and uh, you know. And, and even macrobiotic because um, uh, sometimes I feel like I need more protein in my system. And even though I don't eat meat, uh, the one thing that I will eat on occasion just to escalate the protein intake would be fish. And, okay. uh, but I'm very finicky about where the fish comes from and uh, what type yeah. of fish it is. Well, I don't blame you. Yeah. You have to be careful. Yeah. So and I don't I like I don't really eat a lot of shellfish, for example. Mm-hmm. But I will eat tons of salmon, uh, especially if it's line caught and, uh, and yeah. it's cooked in a in a like uh, just like some olive oil and garlic. You know, it's very plain and uh, I'm simple. Hungry. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Yeah, yeah. No, but that sounds good. The other thing I do, uh, even if I do have information that I gather, uh, I always bring things with me, uh, just in case. So I bring uh, certain that. certain that energy bars. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, there's certain energy bars. I'll, uh, I've been eating all different kinds of things, and there's always new things coming out. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously read the labels, and I see what's in these bars. Some of them are bogus. Some of them are very healthy. So mm-hmm. um, I look at that, and uh, or I'll just uh, bring a, a big bag of, uh, like, trail mix, you know, so that'll have dried fruit and nuts. Right. That's a good combination of, of things. And, and if I could live on trail mix for days. so Me too. Yeah. So you if, get protein, you get carbs. You get, there's a lot there. It's a, it's a lot it's there. It's good energy. Actually. Yeah, it's excellent energy. It's clean, burns clean. So mm-hmm. And I always feel good eating that, that kind of yeah. food. So like if I go to Indonesia for like three days, I don't really want to eat the the food there uh, because they they don't have um, uh, really good ways of of cleaning vegetables and things. Uh, I've been hip to that now. I've been yeah. I've been to Indonesia probably forty times now. Okay. So, um, but uh, so normally if I go to a place like that, I'll just bring a big bag of trail mix, some energy bars, mm-hmm. and uh, and I can just live for three or four days on that and. It's not the healthiest thing you could do, but at least you're burning clean fuel. You're staying uh, healthy, and you're not going to get sick because yeah. you're eating this food. That's that a key factor, too. You brought, right? yeah. That, have you ever been sick when you're out there, like, let's say, from food that uh, got, just debilitated you? Like, you just couldn't do a gig, let's say. Or, I could probably count it on one hand, but, yeah, I, I got food poisoning in a few places. And a few places that... You know, you probably wouldn't expect. Like, uh, I, I would have never expected getting food poisoning in Italy, but it wasn't their fault, really. I the the dish I ordered, uh, I wasn't really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love risotto and mm-hmm. I make it sure. myself, but I use a vegetable stock. Okay. Normally, they use chicken stock. All right. In risotto. I wasn't thinking about it this particular night. Mm-hmm. I saw risotto on the menu. I ordered it. They, it, t- it tasted like I was. I mean, it was rich. It was richer than normal. But I didn't really still think about it until after I ate quite a bit of it, and then I realized, I bet you there's chicken stock in mm-hmm. here. And then it's a matter of you know how good the chicken stock is. You know, true. Yeah. Uh, but I did get food poisoning that be a few that days night. old. Yeah. And it was food poisoning that probably a normal person wouldn't get. Only I would get it because my body isn't used to having the, the, you know, chicken sure. yeah. or beef or any like thing like that. I mean, it's been since 1970 since I've had real uh, fowl or, or red meat. Okay. So if, if something accidentally gets in my system like that my body reacts yeah, yeah. Uh, violently but uh but the good sign is, is that my body reacts violently for a short period of time because it's very clean yeah that's so good. it just gets rid of whatever it is that's bugging it and uh and then i i need like maybe 24 hours to kind of recuperate because as you know when you have food poisoning you sweat a lot sure you lose a lot of fluid mm-hmm uh, so you got to drink a lot of water. You lose a lot of energy too. I had salmonella once, and it was just awful. That kicks your ass. It was six ass. days from <laughs> hell, and it was terrible. Yeah. And uh, 
uh, I've actually been really careful ever since. Yeah, you have <laughs> to be really careful. I've become somewhat of a germaphobe, and, and kind of, because yeah, I don't ever want that again. No, it's terrible. You, know? you don't want to have that no, ever. It's bad. So it's, um, you know, it's all about these things we were talking about, and just being conscious of where you are, you know, asking questions. If you're in a restaurant, mm-hmm. I ask a lot of questions about certain things, and they look at me strangely, but... Um, I'm fine with that. That just reminds me when we were on the phone the other night, um, an obstacle I never would have thought of is a language barrier. Ah, well, so yeah. You, you've run into that here and there, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're trying to explain what you practice, what you want, and they don't really understand. Yeah, in some countries they have no um, concept of what vegetarianism is or, okay. or being a vegan or anything like that. So, so if you have you to articulate somehow or get someone to help, help translate. Yeah, translate. A lot of times when I'm traveling, I, there is a translator. If I'm in like a country that, you know, English isn't normally spoken in, you know, like say a place like Romania. Okay. There's not a lot of English-speaking people in Romania. <clears throat> so uh, usually there's someone that will translate. And... Uh, <laughs> Actually, uh, this funny story. I think I was in Romania once, and I asked for a menu, and the guy said, "No, we don't have menus." And I said, "Well, what do you have to to eat?" And he said, "He just looked at me and he said, meat." That was that <laughs> one word. So I said, "Okay, well," <laughs> um, I said, "Do you have any uh, salad or you know a piece of bread or something like that?" So. They brought out some carrots that were chopped up, and mm-hmm. so there I found something, you know. And right. I just nibbled on some carrots, and I had some uh, fresh bread, so I had some bread and carrots, and that was my dinner for the night. And I was fine with it. I, I think it's great how you know you're you're all over the globe, and you're managing <laughs> this. Whereas, and it's it's an education process. A lot of it comes from the experience of having to uh, deal with it, and you know applying yourself to making an effort to deal with these things as opposed to just giving up and saying, nah, I guess I'll just eat meat today or I'll eat I don't you know, yeah, I can't do that. But um, you, 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 there's a risk factor involved there. But I, this is really, I think, valuable information for me. It helps me in thinking of things a little bit differently. Although I feel I'm good at planning, I'm always looking for new ways to think and plan ahead when I travel to a city I haven't been or a town. Um, and I'm sure um, there are plenty of people out there who who can use this information uh, and apply it to their own lives, which leads me to another segue. Okay. Um, a particular situation that I want to ask you about. Okay. So let me ask you this. This has happened to all of us at some point in time, and in your case, um, it's probably likely to happen... You're with a band, you're in the bus, or you're in a van, mm-hmm. you're driving, you're traveling, everyone's hungry, there's McDonald's. <laughs> How do yeah. you handle that? McDonald's, Burger King. Yeah. Yes, uh, there's plenty of places to go where you KFC, just, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you handle that? Well, you know, um, well, one thing is, you know, you pull off the road into some food area off the freeway or the highway. Um, everyone says McDonald's, you know, so you go, fine, you know, I mean, I've <laughs> been there plenty of times. So, uh, I remember in the eighties, a few times I 
I just, uh, there was, you know, I was hungry or whatever, so I went in and I got an order of fries and, and a fish sandwich. Well, I regretted that, so, because that made me feel absolutely awful. Yeah. And so I, I think I tried that maybe two or three times, and then I, I knew after after that I said, okay, that's it, you know, no more any <laughs> it's McDonald's, not it. it's not worth it. When you don't eat that stuff, your body really notices when you do it, uh, you know. So. I'm telling it's, uh, it's unbelievable. So, um... So if we pull into a place like that and there's no other place around, then I abstain. Mm -hmm. And like I say, normally yeah, I have I have stuff with me. Right. So, so you're everybody has a Big Mac and I have a fat energy bar that yeah. tastes good and it's good for my body. Um, then there's times where you know there might be a convenience store, so mm -hmm. uh, in a gas station or whatever, and I see that, so I'll wander in there and see what they have. And if I'm lucky, I might find a little bag of uh, pistachio nuts, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. That's okay. That's not going to destroy you. I might find a bag of a box of raisins, mm -hmm. you know. Then I'll make my own trail mix. Sure. You know? Yeah, that's a With good idea, too. Pistachios, cashews, raisins, you know, throw the, shake it up, and you got mm -hmm. a, you got a, a little uh, in, instant uh, trail mix from... A truck stop. <laughs> well, what I like about what you're doing is, um, this is something I try to help my clients with in the nutritional counseling portion of things, is you know what you won't eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you will eat that is optimal. But you also know that I like that idea if you're going to eat, you, you can have a backup plan that's not maybe not the best plan in the world. No. But it's not going to send you to the hospital. It's not going to no. make you feel crappy. And, um, yeah, and it'll put a little fuel into your planning. Body. Yeah, you get good, good energy, uh, a good mix of carbs, protein, you know, some nutrients, things you need to keep the energy up. And you're planning ahead, though. I mean, you know ahead of time. And I think this is where um, a lot of people, it, it's just a, a lack of experience, or maybe not even thinking about planning. You know, go on vacation go off the diet for a week and not even think about it. Now, I think more people are starting to pay attention to this kind of thing, plan ahead a little bit more. But I meet people all the time who don't. And, you know, they come back after a week and they're like, oh, I just feel terrible. Yeah, I feel horrible. <laughs> i got to start over again. And so <laughs> this, what you're sharing, I think is going to resonate with a lot of people because you can plan ahead. You can. You yeah. can have your, you have your, first of all, you're vegetarian. You don't have to be a vegetarian. You just want to adopt a dietary mm -hmm. lifestyle that works for you, that's healthy, gives you the energy, nutrients, vitamins, minerals. Um, you have your plan A. Try to stay with that. You have your your X plan, which is never due. But plan B is, is the nice one, the one you can... It's like, okay, if I get stuck at a convenience store and I've got to get food, right? You, you have something to fall back on. Right, Um what, what other advice do you have for uh, our viewers about you know, main, maintaining healthy dietary lifestyle? Any? Well, moderation in anything. You know, uh, you. E even if <laughs> even if you eat meat, um, you know, and, and believe me, you know, I, I got two step boys uh, who eat meat. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, uh, my uh, Stepson Noah is a chef, and he's he's a chef at a barbecue restaurant. So, okay. so uh, I remember when they were, uh, you know, I had them uh, when they were young guys, and I remember making burgers for them. But 
I would go to a, a gourmet market or a, a really good butcher to get the best ground beef, mm-hmm. and I would, you know, just cook it with uh, some olive oil or garlic, and I would just put really nice ingredients with it, and, you know, and they would just have that every once in a while, you know, right. so, uh, moderation with anything, True. Know, that yeah. that works, um, you know, just, uh, I was just thinking of something when we were talking about, you know, having a contingency plan for mm-hmm. diet, and like, say, you, you know, you haven't eaten all day, and you gotta have something, now you're feeling a little lightheaded, Maybe you gotta have something to eat, and all you can find is a bag of salted peanuts or or cashews. Mm-hmm. Go for it. You know it's it's still you know those are nuts. Those are a good source of protein. Mm-hmm. But get yourself a giant bottle of water <laughs> That's so true. you can drink that and yeah. you know dissolve some of the salt content yeah. that would probably be in that bag. So th- these are combinations of things that you can think about, easy to do, right. and it'll keep you in good shape. You know, until you can sit down and have a wholesome meal, um, it'll get you through the day. Well, that sounds, sounds like great advice to me. <laughs> I love it. And, it uh, works. It actually works. And uh, I abide by that uh, religiously, basically. And to be honest with you, there's days where I can't find anything, and I personally am okay with not eating and then I will just yeah. call the day a day of fast and, <laughs> yeah. and I will concentrate on that and I'll meditate and mm-hmm. I'll do other things do some yoga and um, I'll still drink water because you got to have water right. so it'll be a water fast sure yeah and uh, I'll be good for it the next day I'll have uh, cleansed my body for a day with just water and hopefully the next day will will bring me some fresh broccoli and <laughs> exactly some uh, gluten free pasta or something that I can uh, have a, a a nice meal with. Well, that's great. Um, I also, and, if I could have one more thing, oh, yeah, absolutely, take uh, your time. Another thing that that uh, that uh, over the years I've kind of leaned towards is I I don't really like airplane food so. Mm. When I'm on an airplane, the the whole thing we talked about bringing trail mix and stuff with yeah. you, that works on an airplane. Yeah. If you're not going to eat, well, you're the, on some uh, long flights. You're I'm on the like twelve yeah. hour flights. You yeah. know, I'll be on one uh, coming up from Chicago to Tokyo. That's going to be at least ten hours. Right. Flying time, and uh, I'm not necessarily going to enjoy the food that they're serving. So no, I'm going to have some. <laughs> I'm going to have some trail mix with me. I'm going to have some, uh, you know, nuts and things. I'll have some energy bars, and, uh, you know, that'll be fine. I can get uh, bottled water. Great. And uh, between that, the other thing that I've learned, uh, you know, and and I'm not a prude about this because I like to drink wine, and Mm -hmm. occasionally I'll even uh, pour myself a nice glass of scotch on the rocks, Mm -hmm. you know, single malt scotch. So... You know, I, I, and there's value in all these things for your body. And as long as you don't abuse exactly. anything, you're yeah. going to be okay, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, drinking water is good. But I on an airplane, I never drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something to do with the altitude. And the fact that you do get dehydrated 
uh, in, right. in an airplane, and you're getting piped in this horrible air. <laughs> sure. It's recycled. So anything you can do to, to stay as healthy as you can on that airplane, I'm, I'm going to advocate. So right. water and some very simple uh, foods. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So, Jimmy, um, do you mind just kind of recapping real quick? Talk about you have not just a vegetarian diet, mm-hmm. but a vegan macro well, Microbiotic. Just mm-hmm. touch on those one more time before and, we wrap up. And lately I've been uh, checking out this alkaline diet, uh, which yeah. is really, I, I found it to be very um, uh, vibrant, you know. Um, and, I, and I'm just now learning about it, so I don't really have a lot of facts and figures about it. But one thing that I got into, and I have, I have uh, this drummer that I've been playing with, Virgil Donati, to thank for because he's my heroes. <laughs> <laughs> he's really into some healthy eating, and he's a really strong yeah. uh, he, he guy. We were a couple months ago here at the Iridium, and we got talking about diet, and it was really interesting to listen to him talk about. He's very conscious. minerals, nutrients, uh, vitamin, particular things, real particular. He he lifts weights. He works out. He's in good shape, and you know to play drums, as you know, you have to. Be in good shape. He's got Especially a lot the way going he on. Plays, man, the guy's a powerhouse. <laughs> he's a powerhouse. It's amazing. Yeah. So he's he's been uh, he's been looking into this alkaline diet, and he turned me on to it on this last tour I did in the West Coast. And um, although I didn't get a lot of information from him, I'm starting to now read up on it. But one of the things he, we were doing in the morning was he'd make this little concoction, very simple. He'd have uh, fresh lemon juice, mm-hmm. no sugar, you know, just n- not lemonade or anything like that. Just a lemon juice that you can get in a bottle, but preferably it would be great to go out and pick like a, a dozen lemons off of a sure. lemon tree and right. squeeze them, and that's the juice you use. Mm-hmm. So something to that effect. Uh, he'd put some of that in, the, in, a, in a cup, and then he'd throw a teaspoon of baking soda. Baking soda is great. Throws that in there, take much, and it fizzes up. No, just take it. Yeah. Just a teaspoon that fizzes right up, and then he'd finish it off with a bunch of uh, mineral water. You know, oh, just okay. some fresh drinking yeah. water. Stir it all up, and you down the hatch. And I'm telling you, really, it starts the day off in a good good place. It's a good powerhouse uh, beverage to have in the morning. And then if you like, if I had that and some fresh fruit, mm-hmm. you know, some berries. A uh, sliced banana and an apple, right? Uh, maybe that gets you going. That really gets you going. Yeah. And then, if you need a little caffeine in your system, you throw a little green tea in there. Mm-hmm. Good a idea. cup of green tea. That's going to get you going full blast. You know, that's great. Wow. Yeah, I'd like to check that out too. There's <laughs> actually an app. Um, I don't have it on my phone. I deleted it off my phone temporarily to make more room for other things. <laughs> It's an alkaline acidity. Oh, uh, you like can a put in the food. I think you might be able to scan. Oh, nice. The label and it'll tell you right there where it falls on the chart. I'm gonna find and, uh, it. I have I'll... room for another app. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, Jimmy's. Uh, first of all, it's always great to see you, and I'm really excited to check out uh, the band tonight, Alan uh, and Gary. And yes. You, um, and look forward to that. I really appreciate you taking this time to share with us because, um, you know, like I said, folks, I don't know anybody who travels more than he does. And 
who's had as extensive uh, traveling in his life as, as anybody. I, I don't know anyone who's traveled more than you. So you're dealing I've with these things. And I guess the, the nice thing is that we now know for sure from somebody who's actually living this, we can plan ahead. And we can have our plan A, plan B, and we can work. We can prepare. We can bring things with us. Do research before we get to where we're going to find out where to get the foods or maybe not have those foods and bring, you know, bring some in our bag with us. But um, your information has been very helpful. So it's my pleasure. I'll just add one more thing. Uh, uh, Somebody watching this might have done the math, but I have a birthday coming up. Uh, You know, like I said, I started this dietary regimen. Uh, back in 1970, 71 into 71, and then I've kind of kept it up in different forms and fashions, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. vegan, vegetarian, mm-hmm. microbiotic, uh, and I'll be turning, uh, in December, coming up, I'll be turning 63, so. 63, you do not look 63. <laughs> Is that? Uh, looking well, good. I'm hanging in you're there. You're looking real good. But uh, it, it can have some uh, benefits in that area as well. And the way this guy goes with his schedule, I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy for anybody. Well, good. It's, well, it's a good way to go. And, of course, exercise is uh, also a big plus to include. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, my friend. Thanks for having me here. And Hoonsahealthy.com uh, is the website. You can get more information there. Be sure to... Uh, Look up Jimmy. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Jimmy Haslip will have some information running across the stream, screen here. He's, um, um, again, I've been a mentor to me, uh, a big influence in my life from way before I ever met you. You influenced me with your music and then getting to know nice. you in, uh, uh, as a friend, a uh, very positive person in my life, very kind, generous, and giving. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. So, All my pleasure. All right, Jimmy. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.